Welcome to the CowCast. Every month, we bring you the top stories, updates, trends, and more from the Chicago commercial real estate industry. We also choose a nonprofit to shout out, and we like to sprinkle in a healthy dose of levity. If you'd like to be featured on the show, check out the show notes for our contact information. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter for more frequent updates on the who, how, when, where, and why of the downtown office and retail market. Now sit back, relax, pop open a Green River, and enjoy this month's CowCast. This month has been, to put it mildly, absolutely insane. Between political and social unrest, gas prices over $6 per gallon, economic weirdness, and yet another communicable virus floating around, it's safe to say that not a single day has felt typical. It seems like in the wake of all this chaos, the downtown commercial real estate market has taken two very different directions at the same time. On one hand, we have multiple major corporations ditching Chicago in pursuit of more efficient business operations. Namely, Ken Griffin's Citadel, which exited stage south towards Miami. The official reasoning was a combination of being closer to family, as well as Miami's growing economic opportunities. But Griffin had previously cited Chicago's growing crime rates as a major issue for him and his colleagues. Although Griffin's philanthropic impact will certainly be missed by the city, it'll still be a few years before the company is completely packed up and ready to move. We also lost Caterpillar from the suburbs and Boeing from the West Loop, with the latter claiming that it makes more sense to be closer to the legislators and governing bodies in DC. Boeing may have been the subject of controversy and contempt in the wake of multiple fatal crashes in 2019, but it's also a key supplier to the U.S. Defense Department. So sure, moving closer to mom and dad, that is, the DOD and FAA, makes sense. And Yelp, the popular tech company best known for its totally well-curated and not at all biased review platform, decided that remote work is the way of the future and announced that it will shutter its Chicago office at Merchandise Mart, as well as its offices in New York and DC. Official spokespeople cited an internal survey that found that employees overwhelmingly prefer to work remotely, despite, by the way, an absolutely stunning office designed to elicit creativity in Chicago and pride. And guess what? Despite the fact that every floor of the office had its own game room, the office had meditation areas, a fully stocked kitchen, cafe, genius bar, and top-notch finishes, over 86% of employees still insisted on working from home most of the week. So let's not keep pretending that attracting talent is all about new developments and fancy furniture. It is, and always has been, about facilitating an environment that meets the needs of the existing talent. Take Abbott, for example, which is adding a downtown location in Willis Tower later this year. Abbott is a healthcare tech company, so these decision makers aren't acting out of disregard for the public health. They're not adding office space because they don't believe in COVID. They're doing it because their talent prefers a shorter, simpler commute and needs to collaborate in person in order to perform their best. A spokesperson said it's about balance and flexibility. Nowhere in the press release do they cite employee demands for foosball tables and Xboxes. Google, too, is looking to scoop up yet another office in Chicago. They already have two buildings in Fulton Market. 
but now their sights are set on the eyesore that is Thompson Center. And let's be real, if they wanted to set up shop somewhere as aesthetically immaculate as possible, they would almost certainly choose elsewhere. Some industry experts are speculating that the move is at least partially motivated by Illinois' legislative policies relative to recent Supreme Court rulings, and the tech giant is hoping to capitalize on an influx of talent fleeing more restrictive policies in other states. This is just a rumor, it hasn't been substantiated. The same can't be said for Kellogg, which announced that the division of its company worth 80% of its sales will headquarter in Chicago by the end of next year. Their motivation was the growing food innovation market that makes this city so unique, but it also allows the company a more streamlined, efficient structure with which to conduct their business. Once again, efficiency and simplicity is the name of the game, not multi-million dollar entertainment complexes or fitness centers, which are statistically underutilized even when access is free. Let's face it, if you're going to have all these extravagant amenities on site, you have to reconcile that with the fact that employees will either take advantage of them, therefore limiting productivity during the typical workday and forcing them to stay late, which kind of defeats the purpose of the whole work-life balance thing, or your employees won't take advantage of them and now you've sunk millions into glorified West Elm showrooms. The talent is the company, and we'll find that companies who prioritize the actual needs of their talent, not just their fanciful whims, are the companies that will get through this mostly unscathed. It was a big month for your beloved Willard Jones team as well. We welcomed a new operations assistant to the team, as well as several new spaces to our portfolio. First is the second floor at 411 North LaSalle, which is the quintessential River North loft of your dreams. With so much natural light that you may need sunglasses inside, soaring high ceilings, and stunning views over Kinsey and LaSalle, this rare opportunity for an efficiently sized full floor identity is one that's sure to get scooped up fast. We also added several new spaces at 1006 South Michigan, each of which has views over Lake Michigan, Grant Park, and the jewel-toned skyscrapers of the South Loop. With hardwood floors, oversized windows, and 11-foot exposed ceilings, to call this historic building a gem would be an understatement. You can check out our video walkthroughs of each of these spaces and more by going to our website. Link in the show notes as always. Lastly, our nonprofit shout out this month goes to the Goldie Initiative, which prepares women for senior leadership roles in commercial real estate through scholarships, networking, and mentorship opportunities, as well as fundraising campaigns. Legendary broker and entrepreneur Goldie Wolf Miller spearheads the organization and most recently partnered with the Debbie Frank Legacy Fund to help female graduate students pursue careers in real estate. You can donate, become a corporate sponsor, or learn more at the link in the show notes. Now more than ever, it's imperative to uplift and advocate for women to pursue their dreams and live the lives that they choose for themselves. Thanks so much for tuning into the CowCast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest stories and updates from the Willard Jones team. For the chance to be featured on the show or to give us your valuable feedback about our content, hit us up at info at willardjones.com or visit willardjones.com. We love compliments. Thanks again and stay safe. 
The Cowcast is produced by Willard Jones Real Estate and is narrated by Amanda Friedlander. The views and ideas expressed in this podcast are our own and are not representative of the publications, properties, or companies mentioned in the podcast or on our website. Music and sound courtesy of freesound.org. Sources are linked in the show notes. For more information, please visit willardjones.com.